Hello and welcome to The Big Review Ski. My name is Owen Doherty. Thanks for tuning in on this gorgeous autumn day. I've no idea. I'm actually looking out the window now. It's beautiful and sunny here, but I have no idea if it's gorgeous where you are, but I hope it is. Um, today's guest on The Big Review Ski is the wonderful Harriet Walter. Now, you may not recognize the name at first, but you will definitely recognize the face. And I've come prepared. I've actually got, I don't know if you can hear this. I've got a picture over here. I'm holding it up. I realize this is a podcast and I realize you can't see it, but it is a picture of Harriet Walter. Uh, trust me, you would recognize her if you could see it. Um, she started her acting career way back in the 1970s, but 2020 audiences, um, you'd be really familiar with her work because she's recently starred on just like an incredible run of excellent TV shows, including uh, The Crown on Netflix. Uh, she's in Killing Eve as Dasha, who is Villanelle's murdering mentor. Uh, and my personal favorite, she plays Caroline Collingwood, who is the ex-wife of Logan Roy in Succession, The Flawless Succession. If you've seen that show, uh, you know exactly who she is. Um, she's now starring in a brilliant new Irish film called Herself, uh, which is released in cinemas in Ireland and in the UK on the 16th of October. Um, it's written and starred, uh, written by and stars uh, an Irish actress called Claire Dunn. Um, and she is, <laughs> she's kind of, she's been doing theatre work in Ireland for years, but she is phenomenal in this film. And she is just, uh, the whole film is just excellent. Basically, she plays a young mammy who decides to take uh, the housing crisis into her own hands by building a house for her family. And then Harriet Walter plays a family friend who gifts them the land that they need to build their house. And the whole thing is directed by a lady called Felita Lloyd, uh, who also directed The Iron Lady and Mamma Mia, which is an interesting mix, like going from uh, <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia ABBA songs in the middle of Greece to uh, Margaret Thatcher uh, film The Iron Lady. But herself, as I said, is coming out on the 16th of October, um, and it genuinely is one of the best Irish films I've seen in years. So uh, if you're not in lockdown and you can take a, a socially distant, safe trip to the cinema, then it'll be well worth your time. Um, so I caught up with Harriet uh, just the other day. She's on the set of her brand new movie, The Last Jewel, and you might recognize the title of that. It's Ridley Scott's. Uh, new film, the one that he's making here in Ireland, uh, stars none other than Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, and 100% bona fide Irish citizen, Mr. Matt Damon uh, as well. So she had plenty to chat about uh, that new film and also herself and also her work in Succession and a few uh, wee hints about Succession Series 3 as well. So before you hear the chat, you get a wee clip of Harriet Walter alongside Claire Dunn in herself and then enjoy uh, enjoy the interview with Harriet. And don't forget uh, to subscribe to The Big Review Ski as well. Um, all your listens are massively appreciated. And uh, yeah, I'll, ch I'll chat to you soon, hopefully. Yeah, listen, stay in touch, okay? Mwah. What can I do for you? I want to build a house. Look, sorry, darling, there's just too many risks for everyone. No harm in asking. Why didn't you ask me? A permanent home. I didn't mean for you to say that. Well, I did. So, it's land, Sandra, going to waste. Use it. <laughs> a house at the bottom of the garden. It's possible. What? You're going to need somebody who knows what they're doing. He means a man. No, I mean a person. Good morning, Harriet. Hello, it's wonderful to talk to you. Hi, Owen. Nice to talk to you. 
Um, thanks very much for taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule uh, to speak to us on The Big Review Ski. I want to start by saying uh, the most important thing, first of all, happy birthday. <laughs> God, yes. Well, it's hard to be happy when you reach such a big age. But, you know, on the other hand, it's very nice to have survived this long. Well, you see, isn't, so. isn't that what people say? They say impressive innings. No, I, I suppose, um, uh, I know it's probably very strange having a, a lockdown birthday. I I celebrated one myself recently as well. So uh, hopefully, oh, yeah. yeah, hopefully you, you got to do something nice to mark the occasion though. I was very lucky because um, I'm actually shooting a film and therefore I have quite a lot of company um, and we're all in a bubble, a COVID bubble. So we all get tested every other day. And so we can actually be in gatherings of six or more, you know, sort of where, where we're staying. So I had a nice sort of virtual party. It was it was great. Excellent. I hope you got spoiled rotten by everybody in your bubble anyway. <laughs> I did. Good, good. Um, well, we're obviously here to talk about uh, Herself, the brand new Irish movie that's coming out uh, very soon. I want to say, first of all, congratulations on the film. Um, I'd obviously heard, uh, you know, you know, whenever a bit of hype or a buzz begins to build around a film. And then I had yes. the chance just to watch it there uh, over the weekend. And I don't think I wasn't really prepared for or I, I didn't expect to feel the way I, I, I did after watching it. it. It completely blew me away, basically. So a massive. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, like a massive congratulations to yourself and the rest of the, the crew and the cast, because um, I do think it's a like if it was from anywhere in the world, I, I think it would just connect with people. But obviously uh, the fact it's Irish as well, it just takes on that for my Myself personally takes on that that extra level of connection but can you just tell me how you became involved with the project originally and a little bit about your own character Peggy if that's okay please yes I, I feel really privileged to be part of it particularly as it's turned out so well um I knew Claire Dunn the writer and main actress in it it was all her idea um and we had played together in the theater over the last Oh, God, I don't know. From 2012 to 2017, we were both involved in this all-female Shakespeare project, which was set in a sort of fictional prison, women's jail, in order to justify the um, very different cast makeup than you would normally have playing in those very male plays. Julius Caesar, we did Henry IV and, and The Tempest, the first two in particular being very male. Mm -hmm. And we'd chosen them deliberately to play as females. Um, and they're streaming online for free at the moment or from very soon in October if you wanted to look up Shakespeare trilogy, female, whatever, you know, those keywords. I will do. Um, but um, anyway, so we were cast together. She was cast as my wife. I was Brutus and she was Portia. And then she changed her costume and became my arch enemy, Octavius Caesar. And um, she changed her accent to one of the North from her na native Dublin. We were all allowed our own accents because we were just prisoners in a, in a, in a, you know, putting on a play. Um, so it broke a lot of the rules of how Shakespeare normally sounds and looks. And it was very liberating and it made a big impact on a lot of people, especially young people. Um, 
anyway, so we we moved on because that was successful. She got cast as Prince Hal in Henry the Fourth, and I was her father. So I played her husband and her father, very authoritarian figures. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she wasn't in The Tempest, and I played Prospero, but she sort of stuck with us all, and we played all the other plays in repertoire, so she was around. And when she didn't have anywhere to live in London uh, at certain points, I said, come and live in my house. And she sat up in the top floor uh, for hours and hours and hours and come down for the odd meal or two o'clock in the morning saying she's writing a film script. And she'd had this idea like five years ago and she was determined to, to finish it and do it. And um, she'd thought to hand it in to Phila Lloyd, our director from the trilogy, who had also directed The Iron Lady and Mamma Mia and knew about filming and had filmed the whole project. And she said, I'll just get her advice on it. Philida read it and said, I want to shoot it. And once you've got Philida on board, you've got quite a, you know, you've broken quite a lot of barriers. Yes. That the the normal first-time writer would have to overcome. Um, And, of course, you've got to have the talent and you've got to be good. But, you know, I'm not saying everybody who's good and has talent manages to get that breakthrough, but that's what's so exciting is she did and um everything got behind her after that moment and and then out of the blue i got asked to be in it because quite honestly why what you know there was no real reason why i should be in it just because i was around when she wrote it um and i was surprised and nothing about it i hadn't read it i didn't know there was a character of my age in it um, and there you are. I was I was invited to play the part. And Peggy is um, a doctor. She's worked in Africa on sort of, you know, in in field hospitals. And um, she's she's a tough tough old bird, really. And she um, she uh, lives in a nice house in a nice part of Dublin. She she's come back from Africa because she broke her hip. So she's convalescing. She's had the operation in Ireland and she's convalescing at home. And um, Claire, the leading character, Sandra, is the daughter of my cleaning lady who died. So Sandra's coming to take her place and look after me. And things flow from there. I won't give away too much. No, no, my lips are sealed as well, because I think this is definitely something that people should seek out and watch for themselves just to so it has as much impact as possible. It's lovely hearing you talk about Claire there, because obviously um, she's well known in theatre circles in Ireland, but not necessarily right. for, for her screen work. And so to see her, it, it, it almost feels like she's this new talent emerging, uh, like in terms of Irish screen as well. But what was it like for you? Because it, it's great to hear you talk about, uh, I, I had no idea the two of you were so close in terms of like, you know, she's bonking with you in London and things like that. But I think, I, I think that, um, that relationship and that, that kind of warmth and that closeness definitely comes across in the screen as well when like in your career and you've obviously got an amazing uh back catalogue and cv are there certain times in your career that you are able to spot like you know special talents along the way because it feels to me watching her that she's definitely got something just that little bit extra special as well yes it is it's, and it's and it's it's you you usually get it right i will say one usually gets it right although i have seen people you know, we've all seen people. It's a, it, somebody said to me, you know, the two pieces of advice they give to a, 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 a wannabe actor is, first of all, it's not fair. 
Second of all, don't be late. <laughs> Those, that's all you need to know about this profession. Yeah. It isn't fair. It is not fair. And it isn't completely true that talent will out, um, you know, Sometimes you see some, somebody really good and they just don't get those breaks. And equally, you, you see people who sort of get lots of lucky breaks and are, in your opinion, dare I say, a little bit ordinary or mediocre or, you know, but, but just manage to make it. So it, it's not a fair profession and it's just very gratifying when it is fair. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the main thing is Phila um, Deloitte, the director, um, she pulled together a pool of, of of talent. You know, she was the one who spotted Claire and, and spotted all the other young people who are in our Shakespeare project. And they've all gone on to do wonderful things. So she's obviously the person who spots them and then enables them. And I would put it all a lot of it down to her but i yeah i knew i knew claire i'd I'd been to see her actually in something i went to see her in major barbara at the gate or somewhere i think it was um a couple of years ago um so i knew she'd done a lot of theater and it shows you know it, it it shows in the way she projects and performs um but yes she hadn't done a lot of screen acting and so that was all new to her and you know, just sensational. I, you know, I know she'll she'll not look back from here. Well, definitely. Speaking of sensational, um, obviously your own career, uh, as I said, has been varied and there's so many impressive projects there but even just looking back even the last few years um, in terms of some of the the top and like some of my favourite own shows as well things like The Crown, Downton Abbey, Killing Eve and uh, like my, my personal favourite at the moment and has been for a while now obviously Succession as well and whenever I was telling my my uh, daddy over the weekend that I was going to be, I mentioned your name I said I'm going to be talking to uh, Harriet in the, in, in, in the morning, Harriet Walter and he just screamed one word to me, he shouted the word pitchfork um <laughs> So obviously your obviously your work in Killing Eve has struck a particular chord with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think anyone that's everybody's nightmare, isn't it? Dasha coming towards them with a pitchfork. I think yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> but but in terms well, of, of, of choosing the work, like it like uh as I said, that incredible run of shows at the moment as well. Um what what do you look for in particular along with that and then obviously uh, herself had a had a particular uh, kind of genesis as well, but but in terms of you picking your own projects and those amazing TV shows, how does that work? I think I look for good writing is the first thing, and uh, you know therefore the leeway to give a character some um, some depth that isn't necessarily um, in the words or you know there's there's a kind of back it's as long as you can play a subtext. For instance, the succession I have very rare appearances but um when when she speaks it's great stuff and you can sort of um you can put a lot of your own imagination into her backstory and um figure out where she's coming from and i think i look for variety i never want to be pigeonholed um um and obviously you know no actor can totally avoid that because partly because of the way you look you, you tend to get thought of in a certain way, but I'm happy to think of all those parts you've mentioned being quite different one from the other, which is which is great. The part in um, herself I particularly liked because 
you tend um, sometimes when you're playing when you're an older actor, they tend to use you to be rather rigid. There's a concept that old age is rigid and you don't open your mind and you don't change your mind and you know you are what you are and you're sometimes in the plot simply to be that figure that constant that everybody else is bashing against or disapproves of the young people or whatever it is and so what I loved about herself is that this character may appear one way at the beginning but you see that you know we still have open minds at, at my age you know and I think that and we're still on the move. In other words, we change until we die, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and I think... I, I love that. Yeah, no, and I think that is something that kind of wrong-footed me as I watch it as well. Like, wrong-footed in a good way, as you said, in terms of the uh, the variety uh, of the character and the unpredictability of the character and people changing. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> the obligatory kind of 2020, everything's a little bit up in the air. I know you mentioned you're in a bubble, but in terms of... Um, the future of filming and whether it's TV or film, has there been any updates in terms of Succession Series 3 or any plans with Jesse Armstrong? Because obviously the world and selfishly me, you know, we're waiting for, 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 for some news on that particular project. Well, all I can say and I know is that there is a Season 3 planned and I am planned to be in it. Um, but it was uh, it was going to go ahead this year um, but it's now moved to much later. I think they probably won't start till around Christmas or maybe the new year, but um, uh, it's coming up, and I'm really looking forward to it because I know that Jesse Armstrong will have factored in the whole COVID plot, um, and, you know, I can't wait to see how that family deals with, you know, they'll probably get richer, won't they? You know, I'm, rich get richer. I'm sure um, they'll they'll find a way to get richer, definitely. <laughs> Although I'm not sure how they'll cope in lockdown with each other. Hopefully they'll come and some of them will come and stay with you and your character in England or you're over That'll in America nice. with them. That'll definitely. be nice. As long as they don't, as long as no one gets infected, that could be part of the plot, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. And now I know you're on a, a very hectic schedule. So this is my, my final question. Um, uh, I think, no, I, I think I'm right in saying you might, we might be in the same island at the moment, uh, if you're in Ireland filming. Uh, we are, yes. yeah, on, on the last, uh, the last duel. And that created quite a stir because the, the entire island of Ireland fell in love with Matt Damon and the fact that he was in, <laughs> in lockdown in Ireland whenever, uh, the pandemic hit. It's brilliant yeah. and really exciting to hear that you're back. Uh, filming again. I'm just wondering, as you said, you mentioned the bubble, and I'm just wondering how how that's going in general, and uh, if you can see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon out your window at the moment. I can't see them out my window. No, um, they're actually in another part of the country right now, filming some battle scenes that I'm not involved in. You know, obviously, I'm not in the battle scenes, but um, so um, no, I'm not seeing them right now, but. Um, I can back up everybody's um, love for, for, for Matt Damon. He is just an adorable man and very, very super intelligent and you know one of the one of the best guys. So um, it's been a delight working anywhere near him. Um, the bubble's working very well. I mean, it's a sort of military operation, but and I don't know how they're managing. But every it's tight, tight, tight control and security and. Um, everybody's responding sensibly and touch wood 
we'll get it all done and all go home. Excellent. Now, I, I, do, I don't know about your character, but I'd say if they gave you a pitchfork, I'd say and throw you into that battle, you'd, you'd fare all right. <laughs> I should have suggested it earlier. <laughs> definitely, definitely, because I'd, I'd pay good money to see that. I'll pay good money to see it when it comes out anyway, so we can look forward to yes. the last duel as well. But uh, no, Harry, listen, thank you so much for your time uh, this morning. Thank you, not at all. It's been fun. Yeah, no, and um, uh, congratulations on everything so far and on herself in particular and the best of luck with absolutely everything as well. Thanks so much. Okay, stay safe. Thank you, Harriet. You too, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.